Navelle Provost, former athlete turned entrepreneur. Corvell Beals, I like to call myself a serial entrepreneur, evolving every day. I believe that I'm a business. I'm a businessman. This is not your traditional podcast. The true story of what it is to be a black entrepreneur in Canada. This might not be something you heard before. Whatever you're doing, man, and just come along on this journey with us. Let's get to this bag together. I ain't a business, man. I'm a business, man. Now let me handle my business. Back again, back again. What's popping? What's happening? How we feeling? What's up? Yo, so we back again. I'm a businessman podcast season two, episode two. We rolling, we going. We got a, some special guests today. Myself, Navelle Provo, and the man himself, Cravel Valley Beals. Very special guest today, man. Very exactly, special exactly, guest. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Shout out to yourself. You got to make sure. Yeah, you I love yourself, yourself man. man. I love yourself. Here we go. You know, today's conversation, you know, a conversation that we have a lot you know, amongst ourselves, um, something that we've really been tapping into and we really want to break down. Um, and it's really, you know, looking at the culture and the things we value, mm-hmm. um, some not always the best, uh, and looking at why that is, how, how to change that, and what does that mean going forward. And secondly, you know, looking at, you know, making the transition from, from the streets, from, from, from the lives that we live into the business world, and how mm-hmm. does that look. Um, so yeah, we, we, we're gonna we're gonna jump into that. We're gonna tap in, like always. Subscribe, comment if you got any questions. Holler at us. Uh, we we always here to chat. Maybe even before we do that, I think you know it's important for people to understand like why this conversation is so important. I, I think you know when you look at like you know black Canadians and black Americans, really like you know black people. Like yep. the reality is like you know, a lot of our people are involved in street activity. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, yep. you know what I mean? But, like, a lot of them. Yep. You know, you go through 10, 15 households, like, some kids right now that, you know, they are exposed to those forms of earning. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. So I think it's really important to understand, to have that conversation, to not run from it. Like, yep. And, you know, not only that, but giving people outlets and opportunities mm-hmm. and understanding of really how to do it. So, you know, a lot of, I guess I'm saying that because, not all of our listeners are, are you know, suit and tie people. Yep. You know, some of them yep. some of them probably trapping right now. Right. You know what I mean? And so, you know, th- this conversation is really for them, but even for other people too to understand that like this is a reality mm-hmm. and here's what they're here's how they transition. And they might need you to give them that opportunity. So yeah. you know, that I think it's just important for people to understand that part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. No, know I mean, mean it's it's a huge part of our, our community, our culture. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's no Hiding. Now. I don't think anyone can 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 disagree with that. Uh, obviously, we got a lot of other things going on, but but that exists. And even mm-hmm. if you aren't in that, um, and you know, we'll tap into that. I think there's always a a, a pull, and a, and you know, that's just what we value. And right. I think we got to really change that piece, right? So, you know, we'll we'll jump into it. Um, you know, I first wanted to kind of get a history uh, from you, mm-hmm. about, you know, who you are. Um, and what does you know your life and, and, and your perspective coming from that side of the fence kind of give us whatever you can on that side of that side <laughs> of life? I mean, yeah, you know, I try to live my life an open book. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm ashamed of it, I shouldn't have never done it. Yeah. Or if I'm ashamed of it, I shouldn't do it. Or, you know, like, if the decisions and choices that you make, it was what makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. Right. You know what I mean? Like, these things are a part of me. So, you know, with that being said, like, you know, I used to sell drugs, right? 100%. Any drug available. You know what I mean? I ain't really had no limitations to what drugs Something I would or wouldn't sell, right? Like, I, I would sell drugs, yeah. right? I was involved in, you know, the sex trade, involved in that shit with strippers and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, I played a role in that. I did some fraud, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I dibbled and dabbled in fraudulent activity, um, whether it be, you know, checks or flights or whatever the case may be. Like, it, you know, I, I participated in a lot of different shit in, involved in the streets. Right. Um, in terms of, you know, my biggest successes in the streets would have been involved in, in the drug trade. Yeah. And I ain't going to be like how much money I made in the streets <laughs> no, and all that shit. We don't and, get us all right. That. But like, you know, I, I, I had some successes. Yeah. Right. Like I had some successes in the streets. Not my biggest successes, though. Like I, I want to make a note mm-hmm. to say that because I think it's important for people to understand, especially like the little homies like that's Oh, here. Like, you know, my biggest ups were not street activity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like my biggest ups was real estate plays. My biggest ups was, you know, th- like $500,000 in a year was smooth meal prep. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like my biggest ups wasn't in the streets. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's and, and that's important. You, you know, you made a good piece around this conversation is for the little homies because mm-hmm. right, we, we tap in with the little homies. We hear the, the conversations. We see where their mind's at. Um, and yeah, a lot of us in 2021 and we'll, we'll get into it are still in those places and still mm-hmm. pulled by by whatever those things are, and that's what we want to want to, want to dig into uh, from the streets, right? So you know, like you said, it, not hiding from that story that that mm-hmm. part of me exists. Like I could, I was, I was that I could be a part of that, but I'm still over here mm-hmm. and still you know making my life happen and in this piece, right? So mm-hmm. my my next kind of kind of question, just to, to keep digging in a bit, you know, growing up, you you, you were a good student, straight A student for mm-hmm. for most of your your life. You could have been a lawyer, whatever the hell you wanted to be in right. that that area of life. Why do you think you didn't go there, and then the streets kind of kind of pulled you in? T- let's touch there a bit. Environment, you know what I mean. Like I grew up in the '90s mm-hmm. in North Preston. I grew up in the '90s in Nova Scotia. Yeah, right. I grew up in the '90s in Black North black America. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when I when I look on television, every representation of people like me. Mm-hmm. The things that I was seeing and glorify was street activities, like sure. you know, and on my doorstep, like in my close realm of world, all the successful people, and I say this shit all the time, all the successful people that I was seeing, that I was around, and my eyes could visually see and touch mm-hmm. and feel, mm-hmm. were pimps or drug dealers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's literally what I was seeing. So like, you know, when I'm in school and and learning yeah. and and going through shit, and as I'm getting older and I want to get money, and I'm starting to learn how people are making money, mm-hmm. you know, I ain't had no examples of people who were involved in legal activity yeah. making lots of money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's the simplest answer for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, that's real. And, you know, for me, as an athlete, you know, my, my journey, it was a similar way. Straight-A student. I played ball. Mm-hmm. I played high-level ball. I played, you know, Division One. I. I played Team Canada, all, all that stuff, if, if you know my story. But even in that, you know, I still was a part of that environment. So I remember, you know, being 12 and 13, you know, I'm playing ball. I'm doing sports. But... I don't. I can't go ask mom for $120 every other weekend to buy Air Forces. Mm-hmm. But I'm seeing my buddies. They got Air Forces. Yeah. And, and we go into parties. They can buy friggin' McDonald's. And they can go to the mall and buy a fitted hat. And, right. and I, I, I wasn't poor. Mm-hmm. Right. Mom would give me whatever. Or, you know, I, I had big brothers at. But at the same time, too, I didn't have the freedom to do it when I wanted to do it. Right. And, and, and my homies did. Right. And I. Well, fuck! What the hell you guys do? Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you guys mostly every other day, and yeah. sometimes I'm not with you. But you don't got a job. Well, when you're at sports, yeah, exactly. Okay, what yeah, are you doing yeah. when oh, I'm yeah, at exactly. sports? And you know what I mean, <laughs> turn what they were doing when I'm at sports. They sung a little weed. They mm-hmm. got a little e pills. Whatever, whatever's mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. So I start doing my math. Well, 
I need I I want those things right right and well that's how they got them I didn't, there was no other avenues of ways that I seen how that could happen so it's like well shit let me figure that out right right so you know trying whatever I remember like one day I got like some weed but it wasn't me like mm-hmm. it, you know it didn't yeah. my brain didn't work that way I didn't have the, the that wasn't me mm-hmm. right and I I quickly realized that and 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 didn't go there but you know I say that to say. Um, even a guy like myself that you would think super, super straight path, all this, that environment still existed. And to go even further, you know, um, we, we've always had this conversation. As I got older, I'm mm-hmm. now university. I'm now playing Division One ball and at a premier academic university and playing for Team Canada and NBA Dreams and all this. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I got $300 in my bank account. Yeah. Right. My food's paid for, my housing's paid for, my living's paid for. But I still got to call mom or call one of you guys to get get me a flight home. Right. Right. So that challenge and, and, and at the same time, still I'm seeing the homies, my my age, my shit. They're doing their thing. Yeah. They in the streets. Niggas <laughs> got cars changed. They doing the most. Mm-hmm. So the math and, and the, the adding, well, frig, man, I'm getting more girls than these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a cooler yeah, nigga yeah, than yeah, these yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, shit, let me. Let me figure that out. Yeah. Right. And again, this is me at nineteen, twenty, having this the streets pays of gold, but still being lured in, still still being close to making that decisions. But it took for me to have big brothers that were in that and fully in it. Yeah. To okay, now hold on. We're gonna check that at the door. Here's what really happens here. Here's what it really looks like. Here's what you're really giving up. Mm-hmm. And thank God for that. But again, I give that example to say if that didn't exist. I'm I'm right there. I'm, yeah, I'm right in there, right? Railroad. Right? I'm for right sure. in that, right? So you know, the, my my next kind of piece around that, uh, we we mentioned the the environment. Why why do you think that exists? Why do why do we see that? When you talking about the culture, you know what what is it about the environment? Let, let's let's dig more into the environment and, and how, how that how that plays a role. Yeah. So I mean, I think you know the environment is because there's limited resources. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we talk about this shit, like, all the time. Like, this probably ain't even the first. Like, if you go back to last season, we might say the mm-hmm. same shit. But, you know, there's limited resources. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's literally limited resources. There's not abundance of resources in these black neighborhoods, period. Yeah. Right? So, you're putting a limited amount of water with a bunch of thirsty people. Mm-hmm. In order to fill that bottle of water up, like, there's other opportunities there's other things that you can do to help add to your glass of water so that you don't have to be thirsty so i think you know i I guess that's really the main ingredient for the environment like to starve it of its resources Mm -hmm. and dangle a little bit of i guess money yeah in their faces yeah in these forms yeah you know what i mean so i think like that's just the simplest way for me to put it is like there's just limited resources and the only way we're seeing opportunities to create is in these forms of life, mm-hmm. right? So th- that's really and that, like and that's key, yeah, right. And I think you know that we can trace the history back: systemic racism, mm-hmm. red tape, mm-hmm. you know, not being able to get jobs. Right? It didn't. I think. I think oftentimes it gets demonized and stigmatized. Like, oh man, like those people are bad, right? And, you know, they're they're inherently bad and they're making bad decisions because they're bad people. Like, nah, like. This was a means of survival. Yeah. Right. There was no other opportunities. Wasn't no jobs. Wasn't no the steel mills. Wasn't hiring. Yeah. You couldn't get the university. The opportunities were limited, so we had to take that as a means of survival. And that shit was hard. Straight. Like, and, straight. And, and, and not only was that shit hard, yeah. but like 
the system made it harder. 100%. You know what I mean? So I think, like, it's a little bit of both. Like, and I ain't really trying to be, like, um, I'm not here to be super conscious, like, woke person and mm-hmm, all that mm-hmm. shit. Like, yeah, I understand what's going on in the world, but, mm-hmm. like, the reality is that shit was hard, mm-hmm. and the system made it harder. Mm-hmm. Period. And, and when I'm not being whatever, apologetic or whatever it is we want to call it, but I think it's important to, to trace the history and yeah. and why it exists to, to see how it perpetrates itself today. Um, so, you know, th- that being the historic origins of it, when we come, when that gets passed down, now, okay, for me, growing up as a young man, all I seen, the su- most successful things in the hood were pimps and drug dealers. Mm-hmm. There was no one else. They had the cars. They had the clothes. I, I put in one of my wraps once. The first time I ate the shrimp was with the pasta was from the hands of a pimp, not the pasta. Yeah. Right? So my first time did a keg was... The homies that was in the streets buying right. me those meals, my first Air Forces, my first time in the club popping bottles, every piece of success and every piece of the the limelight that I seen in money came from that. I didn't yeah. see doctors. We didn't see lawyers. We didn't see nothing else but that. So, okay, if that's all I see, that's all I can be. And the other thing I, I add to that real quick is, like, the street people spend money. Yeah, yeah. You know sure. what I mean? Like, it's crazy because, like, now that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting older and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm doing different shit and yeah. I'm understanding the value of my money mm-hmm. and, and, and all that, I don't spend the money that I used to spend. But, like, street people spend money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if we talking about, like, you know, the reason why, like, certain other people maybe not, you know, just going out and making it rain mm-hmm. all over the mm-hmm. streets is because they value their money because they work a little bit harder for it. So I think it's, like, it's a real weird vortex because, like, there's limited resources. You dangle the money, we go get the money, but mm-hmm. then we spend the money because we feel like this makes us feel rich. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we don't value money, so we spend it. And so guess what it does? The next generation, they think that these are the, the best, coolest greatest people because mm-hmm. they're spending their money it mm-hmm. looks like they're rich mm-hmm. like you know what mm-hmm. i mean so i think and that's it, a good point yeah that's, that's a huge point i think you know the piece of the spending the money i think one it might come a little easier in the streets and mm-hmm. in some cases yeah. there's a lot more on the back end yes yeah, that's harder and, and you know <laughs> shit's harder but you know and again i think it's the value and the understanding of money but i agree um, that piece around, you know, the money spent more in it. You know, the street niggas ain't, we realize, well, I realize they ain't not even the, they're not the, the richest or the no. people with the money. And you even dig in more, it's like a lot of niggas don't even got money. No, <laughs> spend money they don't even got. Straight. Right? So, you know, that was a real a lesson. I think that was what really kind of steered me away because I was really close and that, my brothers is in the street. So mm-hmm. I'm really seeing who got it, who really don't got it, what it's really like, what it really ain't like. Mm-hmm. So that clear distinction Made it clear, like, nah, that's the investment banker I made. He he's really making money, right? Right? He's really he really got it, and and this is a different different game here, right? Yeah, no, no straight. Yeah, Definitely. the the next piece I, I kind of got, we we made a, a key distinction of of growing up seeing that mm-hmm. what I can see is who I will be, mm-hmm. right? And we we really make it clear. I think we'll tap into that around why we're so visible, why we do the podcast, why I'm, I'm on fucking TikTok now, right. why we got to be visible to, to see that part. But before I even get there, you know, what would what role do you think music in, in the culture, because I'm, I'm always talking about music, what do you think music kind of plays in this whole phenomenon of, yeah. of street culture? And I think even now it's it's even, it's, it's yeah. gone even further into 100%. a different place, right? You know, it's funny you say that because like one of the homies, me and him were just talking, you know, not too long ago. He know who he is. I mm-hmm. ain't going to say his name on the on the podcast because he got some things that he got going on mm-hmm. that I, I really hope that he make it through. Sure. Um, I believe that he make it through. I'm hopeful that he make it through. He said the microphone is the biggest weapon in the black community. Sure. 
He said in the 60s and the 50s and all that shit, we had Martin Luther King with the microphone. Mm -hmm. We had Malcolm X with the microphone, Mm -hmm. Marcus Garvey with the microphone, Mm -hmm. all these people. The system understands how we react to the ear. That's right. You know what I mean? And how we react to the visual. Mm -hmm. Like they they learned that our brains, we react to those things. Well, everybody Mm -hmm. does, but we really react to it. And so they took the microphone. They seen how powerful it was. Like, oh, shit, let me... Let me give it to this person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the biggest people in the black community were always had the mic in their hand. That's right. You know what I mean? So like you think about like then the next era, then like they boom, and then now NWA and all these dudes get, and then they seen how that mm. turned the people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like now, oh shit, they're gangsters because mm-hmm. these people are gangsters. Mm-hmm. So if you fast forward to 2020, 2021, if you look at the main artists, the main people that have microphones, the main people on stages, the main people on television that represent our culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah. That's that's major. And that's a shout out to homie for, for that. Yeah. You know, because I've, I've never took it to that level, but but that makes so much sense. And I think, you know, one, I, I always like to track the, the history, mm-hmm. and, you know, as we were Africans, right? You know, we, we relate to music. We relate Sound to and audio drums. and we're rhythmic, you know. Mm-hmm. You put a black person on a song, and they're probably gonna dance naturally. Yeah. Kids, they know how to r- rhyme and rhythm. But you know, before then, you know, when you think to the fifties and sixties, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, they and them having the microphone. You you look at the, the way the people dressed. Right, niggas was walking around in suits. suits. You know suits. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. how they dressed. Suits. Yeah. They were walking around in suits. And you look at now. Little Dirk got the microphone. Little Baby got the microphone. Niggas is wearing V Lone and. That new mask, you know what I'm saying? Ski mask, like (laughs) that that one's crazy. They ain't even know, even know these designers or even know where this comes from, but they want to dress and and talk and say the words and and all that. What I see is who I be, is who I exactly, exactly. That's that's it, exactly. So you know, like you said, I think that that and even to go further to really prove that theory, the '80s Jam Master Jays, right? It's funk and people dancing, LL Cool J wearing that hat. Then the '90s we go R&B. Yeah. So you see a lot of babies. I'm sure if you look at the, yeah, the black yeah. demographics, there's probably a baby boom <laughs> in yeah. the 90s. Black all the honey boom. loves and yeah. all them songs coming out that was hitting it. Okay. Then you NWA is there before, but the, you go to the, the 2000s, just lean with it, rock with yeah. it. We got big T's. We, yeah. we all that. We, we we in the clubs dancing. Then we go to Lil John. Now we in the clubs fighting. And and then drugs, like yeah. the, the, the the Molly era, the yeah, pop yeah. and pill era. Yeah, like, so that, that comes yeah. in. That's like Gucci Man or yeah. them kind of guys, yeah. right? And it's like it's cool to, to Whoever do has the mic and, right? is who's driving the culture. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I mean? it's weed. We go from weed to lean to Molly. And, okay, now the music is. Perks, niggas is on perks. Perks and depression. Perks and perks, depression, <laughs> and killing niggas. Yeah. Perks, yeah. depression, and, and body, and yeah. doubling back. I was in yeah. the studio with the little homies last night. Niggas talking about circling the block. I'm like, what block, what block you are you circling? Yeah, we don't even yeah. got a circle, <laughs> right? So you know that kind of shit, where it's like, like the music really, really pushes the shit, and that you know, we, you know, we big Nipsey guys, and I think that's that was a huge hit, man. Like I was mm-hmm. thinking the other day, like I don't, I don't listen to his music, like I. I can't like I, I go yeah. listen, but I'm not listening to his albums because his his line his microphone ended here, yeah. so he's still rapping in 2018 or wherever the album is at. Yeah. But I'm in 2021, and the world has changed a whole lot yeah. since then. So his messages still resonate, but 
2018 Nipsey wouldn't been able to spit like 2021 right. Nipsey. I, I got to dig right? into the message. Yeah, I got to gotta dig it. in a bit more. It ain't just jumping out at me. Exactly. it's not current. It's exactly. not right now, right? Exactly. They took his mic away. Straight. Right. You know so, I mean? so, you know, that, that music piece, I think, is huge. And, you know, it's a big part of me. I'm very cautious of who I consume, mm-hmm. right? Because you're consuming. Who, who, um, who, what podcast I'm listening to, what music I'm listening to. I'm not just listening to anything. And if I am, I'm, I'm listening to it knowing that I'm just listening to this for whatever reason I'm listening yeah, to. Yeah, but I'm not straight. letting those messages resonate. And, you know, I think that's a real piece that we got to pay attention to is, is that music for sure. And, you know, the, the next kind of piece, you know, we talk about this often, the young little homies now, all the opportunity in the world mm-hmm. in 2021. You can make a TikTok page. You can make a YouTube channel. You can mm-hmm. – the doors is open. Matter of fact, they're calling for young blacks to, mm-hmm. to do, and you could do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yet we're still seeing – Little home, and it'd be mind boggling to me. And not only are opportunities, these little homies got opportunities. Right. Their parents worked good jobs yeah. and they had scholarships and uh, yeah. opportunities on the line, but yet we're still getting sucked into this vortex. What do you think's happening there? What do you think? And when I say the vortex, I'm talking the streets. Mm-hmm. What is your thoughts there? Why that still exists? I think because the streets can give you an identity. You know, I, I'll use my personal self, but then I'll kind of tie it in. You know, when I'm coming through, and I'm the smart kid in school, and, you know, I, I, I can count good and mm-hmm. read good, and I can speak proper and all these things. The people identified me as something that maybe I didn't value mm-hmm. because, you know, nobody else valued it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just, it was kind of a diss. And so one thing that I think in, in, in especially in 2021, that, like, Everybody in the black community, even though we don't say it and we mm-hmm. may not even like it, mm-hmm. but one of the things that we we all kind of take notice of mm-hmm. is the baddest. Like I, I, I guess you know, like I guess what I'm trying to say is everybody takes notice of the baddest the guy. Baddest, the most violent. You know what I mean? The most violent. Like the, it, it gives a level of respect. Someone. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's like people kind of like like fuck. Mm-hmm. You you recognize them, mm-hmm. right? Let me, and let so, me jump there. Even yeah. even me. Even in my what I like to think develop mine and, yeah okay certain rappers mozzie i I listen to him and i can respect him because i can hear it. yeah this nigga's ready to yeah. he put in work yeah he 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 he's that guy if yeah. you know i won't listen to a rapper that okay he's soft yeah right it's it's and i think that in an in internal piece is, is huge and it's it's a prior to shit we're talking about yeah. the shit we value as yeah. opposed to what we should i, I value that Right, Mozzie probably killed people before yeah. <laughs> <laughs> internally, and it's, yeah. it's yeah. messed up, yeah. right? But yeah. we'll go that's ahead. Straight. And that's the thing. So it's just an identity. Like mm-hmm. you know, the streets give you an identity. When I was coming up, you know, I remember I was I was that person. And then like when I started getting money in the streets and doing shit and stuff, people started knowing my name that didn't know me before, mm-hmm. and, it, and it, it starts stroking your ego. Yeah. So now you want to feed it. Mm-hmm. So now I don't just want to sell eight balls. Like I'm trying to. Take it up a level, sure. like, and I'm trying to feed that ego. And so, you know, when you look at like these young homies today and shit, like, you know, they see like the people that are being recognized, and mm. they see the people that are kind of moving crowds and and all that shit. And mm-hmm. so, like, I think the streets, the reason why it lures so many of our young men is because it gives them an identity, yeah. an easy yeah. identity, and it's like a foolproof one too. Mm-hmm. You really, it's a fool's identity, but Straight. it's foolproof because the only way for you to check to see if my identity is real. If it gotta come, is to if you bring that certain shit to me. Yeah. But majority of the times, it's like this dude is identity crisis, Straight. and I'm an identity crisis. Straight. So hopefully, we don't ever really Never check cross. each other and identity. Mm-hmm. 
But a lot of times what you've been seeing is when they that thing that happens, mm-hmm. it's like now, okay, you're going to really get to see. Mm-hmm. And what we all see is like they all going through yeah, identity crisis. You know what yeah, I mean? So I think that's that's one of the, you know, the, that's, the that's things. That's a huge point. And, you know, I think that identity piece identity piece is real. And, again, if we look at history, mm-hmm. it comes from a need. Yeah. You know, we go to the 70s, had nothing else. Then it comes from a, well, they did it. We're doing it. Yeah. And now I think it's, it's identity piece because I look, man, I'd be like, Little niggas I went to school with or little niggas that were below me, you guys were scared to fight in yeah. school. You guys were would, would go home and tell your mom mm-hmm. when something happened. You would tell the teacher when the teacher's pressing us about who threw the rocks. Yeah. Right? You were the, the scared guys. Now you now you Your identity now, is that you're this other Now thing, you're this guy. And it's like, right? bro, I, I know you to not be that. Yeah. Right? And I I think we see that across the board. But yeah, you know, like I said, I think that identity piece and it's, it's really a false identity, mm-hmm. but I do believe as a, the the culture is shifting from, like I said, from need to we seen that to mm-hmm. now this is identity. Right. Right. And right. And, and, and the next piece, what I was saying is, okay, that's the value piece. Right. Right. So to the little homies, right. So we, we talk about a lot, like niggas at 17, 20, we barely even spend any time with, Still spend time. It was still a little homie. We still here to rock with you, protect mm-hmm. you, whatever need. But your mind's kind of made up, yeah. right? You kind of built that identity. Yeah. But to these little homies, yeah. okay, we're gonna show them to value. Here's what what should be valued, right? Right. right? And you know, I think we make it a, a, a big piece. And I, and I know you do. I know I do. I sometimes I just spin through the hood just for fun. I live in in town now, but mm-hmm. I spin through the hood just to show my face. Right. And I'll come with a hundred dollars and yeah. here, 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 right, just to show. Yeah. And I might not even have a hundred dollars yeah. that day, but I got to do that piece because I know those moments that were created for me. Yeah. Who's here's who they were created by. It's manufacturing. Right. You know what I mean? So like you know when when you're coming through like the, the people that were doing it, they were doing it just out of love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and I ain't saying I ain't doing it out of love. No, no, for but sure. I understood what it did to me. I'm doing it out of even more love right? because right exactly. It's, it's like I'm trying to foresee the love. Sure. I don't believe that the people that were before me intended for me to to walk these roads mm-hmm. the way that I did. Mm-hmm. I think that they were just doing it out of love. Like shit. Like you know f- they got to, here twenty bucks. Exactly. Here, here go twenty dollars. Here go hundred dollars. They ain't know what they were doing. They didn't know that they were brainwashing me to to want to be like them, to mm-hmm. want to be, you know what I mean? Like, when you think about, like, in the, in the States and Harlem and all that shit, like Bumpy Johnson and mm-hmm. all, like, he ain't know what he was doing when he was, Getting you know, turkeys to everybody. doing all that shit because he ain't see the little homie that mm-hmm. was just in the, the crib with Watching the mom that was crying, uh, you know what I mean? And then he looked at it like, man, this man fed me. Sure. This man become a god to me. So, sure. like, I think that now it's like because I know what that did to me, mm-hmm. When I do it, I want to not only do it for you, but I want to, when you tap in, naturally, I want you to know, like, man, this guy did this. This is how he getting money. This is what he doing in his life. So I think just that it's manufacturing those moments, like Mm -hmm. really being intentional. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. that's really the biggest thing. Like, man, I'm I'm intentional about the shit that I'm doing. When I pull up, like, I'm, yeah, like, I'm, I'm competing with... Me 10 years ago. Exactly. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like the shit that I was doing 10 years ago for the people, like I'm competing with that person, mm-hmm. but I'm doing it in a different light. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I guess what I'm saying is I'm competing against all you homies that's over here still banging, still doing your shit, mm-hmm. and still really plugging that, that poison into the streets, sure. into the youth. You know what I mean? Like, and I ain't mad at you. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying like shit, like you, you got to identify like, you know, the demons that you represent. Yeah. People might take offense to that. And mm-hmm. really, I don't even, if you take offense to that, <laughs> That shows me who you are anyway, right? right? But, right. but we got to understand the poison. Okay, fuck. Well, when we're sending little niggas down this path mm-hmm. to the streets to, to sell drugs, to 
do whatever. Where are we sending them? Yeah. Jail. Yeah. And, and early losing death. their freedom. And, early termination. In caskets, where mm-hmm. they they can't see their their family can't see them, and 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 death before they reach their light. Mm-hmm. So it's important to to manufacture and be intentional about that, and to fight mm-hmm. that poison off because. Man, it's crazy. I've I had a conversation like you know, we don't hear about other communities like white communities. You know, you don't hear about kids in Bedford getting killed. Mm-hmm. Like they might get in a car accident or yeah. something, but they're not getting killed. Yeah. Like every not other. Shot you know down. what I'm saying? Like the the numbers yeah. aren't the same, yeah. right? And that goes from from here to friggin' Atlanta. Yeah. Right around young black men losing their lives. Yeah. Over what, what what are we really losing mm-hmm. our lives for, yeah. right? And I think, you know, it's crazy because a lot of people that might be listening to episode two, like, you know, last week they were talking about um, business, mm-hmm. like, and all the businesses mm-hmm. they started. Mm-hmm. This week they're talking about, you know, like, street shit. And mm-hmm. I think to just to make, I, I, just for the listener yeah. to understand yeah. is, you know, in our lives, you know, none of the business matters if our community is still burning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, none of that shit don't matter to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and being a black Canadian, like, like I don't care how successful I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if I, I can't share my success with my people, if I can't, like, see some people that come after me, like, really, you know, elevate themselves from from this lifestyle, mm-hmm. if if I can't see it, the numbers flip and we're getting 80, 90, 95%, 98% of our youth yep. that are, like, participating in real-life valuable things and sure. not involved in the streets. If we can't do that, then none of this shit don't matter to yeah. me. We see entrepreneurship and business as... Okay, it's one thing to say, no, no, don't go to the streets. Right. Stay away from the streets. Yeah. Okay, but then what? What, yeah. what do we do? This what, the what, what did we call it before? We said, give you a carrot and here's a candy. Well, we, we yeah. took we took this away from you, yeah. but here's how you yeah. here's how you do it. And yeah. and we're gonna tap into that, you know, how that transition happens yeah. and, and, and why the transition makes sense. Yeah. Um but but yeah, that, that's a huge point. You know, the big reason for all of everything we, we do is to avoid that to to yeah. have less little homies losing their lives, yeah. more little homies starting businesses and creating jobs and yeah. building the community up. We want to help our people become functioning members of society. Straight, you know what I mean? Like we want our people to to stop taking each other's lives, stop going down these roads. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do it is to be honest about it. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then, like you said, give you other opportunities and options, mm-hmm. right? So you know, yeah, no, straight, straight. Well, how do you think? We even talked a bit about that. How do we get it done? What does that look like mm-hmm. of, of shifting those values, shifting yeah. little homies dying to little homies being thriving? Just thriving, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I, and, I, and, and, and sorry, we, we always say homies. We're, we're males, but, but but young women. Young, young women, women too, yeah, for sure. Uh, maybe the, not dying. They're the little homies, too. Straight, the little straight. Like, you know, I see... I see I see all of them as my little homies. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, we, when we look at our staff, like, we kind of split down the middle. Mm-hmm. Like, I see them as the little homies. So, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, that represents everybody. everybody. Like, that ain't just, you know, the the males. That's yep. that's everybody. Yep. You know what I mean? I don't sure. care what. Like, it don't matter to me. You the little homie, you mm-hmm. the little homie. Mm-hmm. Right? But to that question, how, I, I first I'll say this. We, I, yep. don't have all the answers. No. I may not even have the answer. Even got a, a I, I listen to so many different people ad- address these things. Like, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, like, nobody has the one thing to do. Nope. Um, I think, it, you know, it takes a village. It That's takes right. a village to raise a child. So I think it's going to take each and every person, not just black people, mm-hmm. all people, to fight this, I guess, pandemic. Yep. You know what I mean? That's happening in the black communities across North America. But one of the things that I do think is going to help, you know, 
fight that battle is entrepreneurship, yeah. business, putting different products and services into the communities mm-hmm. and by the people that the community represents. I, I, I honestly believe that business is, you know, a big solution mm-hmm. to the streets. Yeah. The streets is business. It, it stems from business. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now it's like, let's take the crack mm-hmm. and put apples. Yeah. Well, shit, like marijuana might be the solution. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Like real shit. Like, you know what I mean? I was going to say, like, like stop growing weed and start growing like real trees. But, but like shit, like maybe, can grow. right? Like let's just enterprise and legal. So I believe mm-hmm. enterprise is going to be like the foundation of the fight against mm-hmm. street activity mm-hmm. for black youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And hopefully, okay, we plant that seed in them. Rather than go down the street path, mm-hmm. they didn't start a business, or they went, they went to school, and they didn't, or they got even a got a job, job or yeah. you know, anything. Again, it's not, it's yeah. not all business. That's our vehicle. Uh, but yeah, they they got a job. So yeah. now, okay, the young and after him, he sees that they they go kick each one, teach one, right? And mm-hmm. as those seeds, shout the way Smith, as those peace, man, seeds forever. keep planting and keep keep growing, you know, we look, we 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 look a hundred years from now and. The streets is eradicated. Yeah, <laughs> and I guess I'm gonna I'm tap in real quick because you know the job piece, and it's crazy because this should just come to me. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, the reason why we need more black entrepreneurs and business owners is because then they will hire black more. Bla- there will be more black jobs. Exactly. And you know, we sit all the time. Like we we be hiring people, and so mm-hmm. like it's crazy how easy it is to get a job when you know when this, somebody understands you they sure. know your language they speak your language mm-hmm. like if i was a frenchman and, and 100 people came and 80 of them were frenchmen mm-hmm. and 20 of them were speaking spanish well chances are the 80 would have a better chance than the 20 mm-hmm. you feel what i'm saying so I'm, I'm not saying that we ain't hiring white people or other other people from different ethnicities but what i'm saying is it's just easier when there's black business owners yep. black people can get more jobs yeah and, and to, to touch there you know even more we're at a disadvantage, mm. right? Our education systems, everything. So, you know, we got youth coming in. This, this is their first job. Straight. They, they never, never, never had parents that really taught them interview skills. Yeah. They didn't go to schools where interview skills mm-hmm. were taught. So they're coming in. They barely got a resume or they don't know how to interview. But Texame. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, can I get a job? Yeah. Hey, can I come work with you? Yeah. Right? But if they're going to Sobeys or whoever else to do that, this guy, he's, he's not serious. He's lazy. He doesn't want to work. Uh, he can barely. He doesn't want to talk. Whatever, but yeah, he package ain't presenting. You know, what I'm saying properly. it's hard. It's not presenting. Yeah. But we can. Yeah. S- I, I know you from yeah. from from the way. Yeah. I know what you're capable of. I know your family. I know I can see you and, and communicate and speak with you. You're yeah. comfortable to speak with me. Yeah. So that transition is just yeah. a lot easier for you. And yeah. if okay, let's create thirty more of us straight to go create. 10 more jobs and have it easier. Well, 10 times 30 would be 300. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. 10 out of the 30, 300 jobs. Yeah. And that shift really happens. Black right? entrepreneurs will create black jobs, Straight. more black jobs. Straight. So for all you government people and all, you know, like at the end of the day, create more black entrepreneurs. Figure out the recipe, how you create entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Insert those resources into the black community. Pull out the the, the, the ones that you can. And black. if you're trying to really solve black wealth or whatever mm-hmm, the word mm-hmm. is black money mm-hmm. black entrepreneurs mm-hmm. you know what i mean and to forget the government to all the black people right. you know that you're trying to look at you know you're looking at life from a certain lens like man listen like if you see that little young person or if you even see somebody that's a black entrepreneur mm-hmm. i ain't necessarily saying just buy their product or service because they're black but maybe you have i said this 
last week. Maybe you have some skills. Maybe you're an accountant for like this big company, but mm-hmm. you got some skills. Maybe reach out to them and be like, you know what? I, I regularly don't do this, but let me help you out with that. Or sure. if you're a marketer, you're working over in a firm. Like if you got if you got black skills, mm-hmm. man, if you're a white person, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like and you really want to help the black movement, like reach out to, to black entrepreneurs, people that you see trying and, and, and lend your hand and, and give your services because I think ultimately – more black entrepreneurs are going to create more black jobs. Yeah. More black jobs are going to eliminate black crimes. Right. The black crimes that we regularly involved in drugs, um, pimping and guns. And mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, like that's just the, the way it goes. So I think, you know, that's, that's how I see the formula kind of yeah. playing out. No, that's a good point. The transition from the streets to the business world. Why do you think that kind of needs to happen or, Maybe not needs to happen, but mm-hmm. but what's the? It does need to happen. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think it, yeah, it does need to happen. Yeah. I guess maybe you're gonna say how. I would yeah, how how was coming next? Yeah. But 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 the why, and then you know we'll get into the how, and then we'll get into those transferable skills. Right, right. right if you right. if you was buying a brick, you was finding out how to bust a brick down. Yeah, shit. Here's how you can. If you was figuring out marketing, here's sample and right, whatever. Right. Same here's how straight. this exists. Yeah, right. No straight. So I think, you know, why it's important that we make the transition from the streets to, you know, real world economics. Mm-hmm. If we're trying to win. Yeah. Like if you're if you're if you're trying to win in life, would you have a better chance of winning if you ran in I don't know if you ever seen that picture when it's like it was the mm, thing with the women. The women. You know, shout out to the women that are fighting for so women rights. Women that had the straight run. Right. The man had the straight run. Mm-hmm. And then the women had the, the alligator and the hurdle and the lake and turn the rock. Right and, and go left. Turn all that shit. Like, you got to go through all these different things. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, like, you know, you use that same analogy for street people. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to win in life, man, you got to go through the police. You got to go through, uh, like, robbers. You got to go through people. The rules is different, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if some, you know, some, like, real shit. If somebody do us wrong in a deal, Deal, like mm-hmm. if they break a breach of contract, mm-hmm. our lawyer <laughs> is no, going to contact their lawyer or them or yeah. subpoena them to come. I, I had this conversation with the little niggas. I was, I, um, they wanted to go to the lake. So right. I snapped. I told them, well, pay me $10. I'll take you to the lake. Right. So they didn't have $10. I'm like, all right, well, we're going right. to go into a credit deal. Yeah. So I was filming them. We're going to sign a contract. Right. They said, why are you signing a contract? He said, well, if you go against it, Straight. then- I'm gonna have to go. I you're need my legally money back, binded right? to this contract. So they said, "What you gonna snitch on us?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, I, and then one little homie said, "No, it ain't snitching. It's business." Yeah, it's I business. said, "Straight. This is not. This is different. This is a different world right. here. It's a different I, set it's of a rules. Legal contract. My lawyer come holler at you. This is a different game. We just, those rules don't Straight. exist here, right? Right. And so that's the part. That's big, like mm-hmm. because you know at the end of the day. Yeah, like man, like oh, you breached the contract. Mm-hmm. My lawyer's hollering at you. Straight. You're gonna you show your ass up in court. Straight. I ain't even gotta talk. The lawyer gonna talk. Mm-hmm. And here's the paperwork that you signed mm-hmm. in the streets. It's all verbal agreements, mm-hmm. and the number one rule is don't snitch. Straight. So we're you're, you're literally that hurdle that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. That's one of the biggest hurdles ever. Mm-hmm. And then oh, the next hurdle you got the police, you got the like the jail time, mm-hmm. you got like I said, people trying They're to trying rob you, rob kill you, you, all that beef, shit. Whatever. And your and the ways that you can respond are limited to violence. And mm-hmm. so then you put yourself into another further situation. Mm-hmm. So I think at the end of the day, like for that and that alone, I think it makes way more sense yeah. to be in this world. Last point in terms that I'm going to make in mm-hmm. terms of why, like why you should switch. Mm-hmm. It's just a bigger pool. That's right. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, more opportunity. Like th- there's just way more opportunity. So like 
you know, if you, if you are somebody that was able to climb the ranks in the streets, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and you were able to to, to go up in and, a limited game, in a limited so game, three or four things you can do, yeah, and like there's limited money, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think like the streets in, GDP is probably it's a couple billion yeah. worldwide, yeah, exactly. but like the world, the 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 world money GDP is fucking trillions, trillions exactly. Like the, exactly. you know what I mean? So I just think it's a limited game, mm-hmm. and like. What street people you know on Jeff Bezos level? You know what I mean? Like it don't exist. It don't exist. It don't exist. So that's why I think you know. And if they even come close, they knocked they off. They knocked before, off before they get there. The biggest no ever was Pablo. That's cool, bro. You know what I mean? He had like thirty bills. Look, where is he at? In the ground. You know what I mean? So ASCII family was it worth it? Yeah. You feel no, what I'm saying? So I, I think, think that's that's the biggest why. Yeah, and you know to add to that why, like you said, the, the game's limited. You got drugs. You got fraud. You got Pimping, you got you can rob Murder. people, right? <laughs> you can kill for hire. Yeah, still limited. Yeah, and the money's limited. Yeah, in this world, <laughs> man, I always yeah. tell the story about my college teammate. His family ran a million dollar business selling the nets that go around hams. They didn't sell hams. Sick. They sold the nets. Wow. <laughs> that you made that that the companies bought to put Sick. their hams. They had a factory that made ham nets and made millions of dollars. Crazy. <laughs> right. So. The what you can do in this world is yeah, any, everything's and for and, sale, and it's a global economy. And, a global and you economy. can you can like you could go around like if if there's somebody that's making like the little mm-hmm. elastic bands you put on the top of the, yeah. like the drug packages. Yeah, yeah. He can't go around telling everybody. <laughs> everybody, I got this. <laughs> you know, and now that's the next piece, right? So now you mess up in business. Okay, if, if some of our businesses fail, all right, we might lose money. Yeah, we lose time. We might owe some people. CRA might be on our ass. Whatever. Yeah, you uh, mess up in the streets. You're dead. Dead, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're dead or, or long you're not messed up and you're gone to jail or your mess-ups are a lot more detrimental. Yeah. So is that risk worth it? You can't afford to fail in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Your, your failures you is- a couple of couple fuck-ups in the streets. And, you, and yeah, you, you you, you're, you're finito. Right. Right. And then and the next piece I see as well is it's a small market, but a lot of niggas in the market. Mm. Right? So you got a lot of competition Yeah. where, like I said, you smooth meal prep. There was this one other meal prep business in Halifax. Yeah. There's two houses in town. You go on Google and you type in meal prep, you're going to find us or them. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Okay, cool. There's probably. I ain't mad at them. Shout no, out to Saute. Shout out to Saute. Those, those, you know what I mean? You don't hear the drug doing, dealer telling they, the other guy. You ain't never. <laughs> shout out to the homie over there down <laughs> right? on the other block. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Straight. Taking my customers. Exactly. That's not how this shit go. No. Right? So, no. you know, I think that's huge. And then, you know, my next question is. And again, we're, we're talking transition, transition from the streets to business. Mm-hmm. Let, let's talk a bit about some of the transferable skills, right? I think some people might think it's so hard to do, but we'll talk a bit about, you know, that homie that's been buying the brick. Mm-hmm. How does that exist in in this business in the business world? And what, let's pull out some skills that transfer from the streets to entrepreneurship or business. There's a bunch, bro. Mm-hmm. There's there's a whole I mean, one lot. I, you made a key point earlier. Street business comes from business, right? Right. So when you go back. Al Capone them. Yeah. Okay. Liquor was legal. They made yeah. it illegal. Yeah. All right. Well, we still going to slang it and yeah. make it happen. Yeah. And we're running. Uh, they uh, had real organizations. Straight. Pablo Escobar, real organization. He had COOs. He had vice yeah. presidents. He yeah. had managers and locations. And yeah. it was a real organization. Yeah. And so, like, you know, on a lower level business, you know, like on a local level yeah. and shit yeah. like that. Like, there's just tons of trend. Like, there's just so many skills. Like you understand marketing, you understand logistics, mm-hmm. like moving things around, mm-hmm. and you know buying and selling. Yeah. Like it's a, another stuff. Like I guess the re up. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like real. You you could tell a good drug dealer and a bad drug dealer, like, cause the good drug deals they always come with their money straight, cause mm-hmm. they understand that that flow. Mm-hmm. I I don't know the exact word of it. And we go through this shit all the time. Like, you know, that's why university is so important because you learn. The I term. recommend any you know drug dealer, current or ex drug dealer, go to university, like, cause you're gonna learn terms mm-hmm. for things that you used to do, and it's shrinking information but mm-hmm. that's a whole nother story but I think yeah like there's tons of transferable skills communication yep. not email but just talking to people mm-hmm. and understanding people inventory yep. right inventory Huge. management Huge. like like all that when shit I'm, like, when am I getting low okay exactly. shit when and, and seeing the future yeah okay shit reading the markets alright well COVID happens well the bricks can't come in the same right. way so right. right that means the price of man I just had a conversation today with Leahy Glass multi-million dollar business they've been around for 150 years covid happened they were doing door-to-door you know come fix your glass or whatever right covid happened they seen the shift of sobeys and everyone needing the plexiglass so boom here's what they did sick they knew the the demand was going through the roof so but they knew plexiglass would would be limited here right so these these motherfuckers brought in a shit ton of plexiglass from wherever they did crazy just held it right sick and Everyone else using it up, running it up. So now they became the only people in all of Atlanta, Canada, or they might have been one or two, but they had the most. Yeah. A plexiglass. So now everyone's calling. Markers are. Okay, here. Well, here's the price. And yeah, we'll come in. So their whole business shifted to going to Sobeys, going to these places, putting the plexiglass up, and they're the only ones that had it. And then, like, because that's, like, big level shit. Because mm-hmm. that's, like, yeah, people yeah. doing yeah, that yeah. shit in the streets, bro. Yeah. But then, like, on the lower, like, you know, like, the, the day-to-day dealer, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They understand sales. Remember the dude that always call? We ain't going to say his name, yeah, but he yeah. always <laughs> call. He always shows up. Yeah, like, this yeah. motherfucker don't quit. Don't stop. And so, like, the day-to-day yeah, yeah. small-time drug dealer, they understand that. Like, yo, if your phone stop ringing, mm-hmm. right? You, dudes know when the phone ain't blinging, the mm-hmm. phone stop ringing. What do you do? Mm-hmm. You get off your ass. You go all through the little places that you know, mm-hmm. and you start handing those samples that's and right. showing up, being present. You sure. know what I mean? You understand markets. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. It's a service game, really. Yeah. Like, even though you're selling a product, it's service because there's so many people. Mm-hmm. Well, how do I differentiate myself? Mm-hmm. And you, and I think you really got to pay attention to the market. You got to yeah. pay attention to what's the brick prices right, right. now. Because if, if the brick prices is this, mm-hmm. well, I can't be selling eight balls for this yeah. because that changes. So, you know, in, in business, you got to watch the, the ticker. You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> yeah, got to, it's yeah, a ticker. Yeah. And, and the ticker in the street, you got to call yeah. whoever got them. Okay, what, what are yeah. they going for? And they understand that. That's big, though. Mm-hmm. Like calling around, shopping around. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to hate that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was never a... Sh- I'm a big loyalty yeah. guy, you know what I mean? You're the guy. He just um, buy the first... Not yeah. the first, but... But I'm just I'm just yeah. rocking with the people Who that I rock with. with, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? And then, like, and in reverse, I like the people that rock with me mm-hmm. on the regular. That was kind of my thing. Like, you know, loyalty was everything. Mm-hmm. But some people, they used to, like... They used to hit you up, you go talk to them, and then they tell you some shit, and then, like, you think this is a done deal, mm-hmm. and then they don't call you for, like, yeah. another month. Yeah, like, yeah, yo, yeah. what happened to you last time? Like, yeah, man, I hit you up. I had to go check homie over there too. Mm-hmm. Like we learned that shit. Remember we started saying we gotta get three quotes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like that's a transferable skill. You already understand it. Don't go with the first deal. Yeah. It's negotiation. They understand how to negotiate. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I think it, it's so many things. Uh, yeah, I think really any anything you look at, anything you had to do transfers from right from marketing to getting your product out, mm-hmm. relationships, uh, trust, and I think and like you said in the streets. It's times ten. Yeah. So it's ten times more stress, ten times more worry. In business, you can relax a little bit. Yeah. And shit ain't as detrimental. So I think your your skills 
really shine you yeah. know, it can be really pulled out um so you know ultimately the, the the conversation is you can transfer over and really shine if if you find that right that right niche that right place yeah. where you need to be but yeah but the two the two can really align 100 percent. people involved in the sex industry mm-hmm. you know what i mean like they understand service sales sales i don't know like someone said dude this is crazy but i'm gonna say it but it is what it is i was talking about like not buying cars and shit like yeah. that you know what i mean like and somebody said to me like a car is a good tool if you know how to use it mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and so like like yo, this nigga's like thinking like next level. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean, yeah, like sure. it's he's he's thinking next level. Like yeah. that's a next level thought. Like you have the ability to think next level. You understand uh, essentially your customer. That's right. You feel what I'm straight, saying? So straight. like that's a transferable skill. That's you understand huge. humans. Like mm-hmm. markets are people. Understanding understanding your customer. You know, and we we do this. We make customer profiles. Mm-hmm. Right? We want to understand our customer to the T. Do they got a dog? Where they live? How do they like to live? Because we want to market to them. Yeah. So you look at a, a stripper. Yeah. All right. Boom. She's coming on the floor. She's stereotyping. Right. She's straight, saying straight. he got money. Yeah. He don't got money. Yeah. Here's how I talk to him. He's yeah. mir- right. And and man, she done did that a hundred times a night. Yeah. Right. So characters. You know what I'm sure. saying? That that skill transfers over to to sales. Mm-hmm. Transfers over to. Again, understanding customers and in business, that's all we're doing is understanding our customers and how do we solve their problems, which ultimately pays us. Yeah, right. Straight. Yeah, and I mean, you know, lastly, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of sum it up. We always talk about sustainability in the streets. Mm. You know, this it's it not sustainable. Exist. It don't exist. You know, there's no pension. Can't last. You can't pass that down to your son. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's chat a bit about that. And and on the contrary, you know, why this option is is more sustainable and you know makes more sense. Yeah, I think, you know, the whole idea of life mm-hmm. is, well, to me, the whole idea of life is to pass yeah. life on. Yeah. So that, I mean, uh, scientifically, we're, we're here to, our Maslow's hierarchy, first procreate. Yeah. So reproduce and essentially sustain our species. Right, right. right. We want to have kids and we want to be able to <laughs> let them survive. Let them continue to, st- so we can stay at the exactly. top of this food chain exactly. as a human race. Mm-hmm. And so if that's the... The game that we're playing, I say this all the time. I can't pass on a drug dealing empire to my children. I wouldn't want to. No. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't want to. Like, I, I really wouldn't want my children to experience the things that I had to experience in life because mm-hmm. of my choices that I've made because of the way that I used to get money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, it, it's not sustainable. And at any given time, it could be ended. That alone is just, it's, it's not going anywhere. No. Right. You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, compared to smooth meal prep, R&B Kitchen, the B&B business, mm-hmm. the Rental Link, any of these businesses, literally if I died, once they are created, mm-hmm. somebody else can take over. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in next level, where we're trying to build to is to be able to like have businesses that are running themselves that we don't even talk to, touch to, nothing. We mm-hmm. just kind of check up on them. Mm-hmm. And imagine passing that on to somebody else. Sure. Imagine giving somebody a guaranteed 20 grand a month all they got to do is live. Just live. Live. Right? And they have the opportunity if they wanted to, to, you know, okay, you know, we look at our, well, my nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. your, your daughter and, and now and kids, you know, okay, they work in the business now, right? But as we continue to build this business, one, you're going to just make money from being a part of the, mm-hmm. the Wilson family. Yeah. The, the, the Provo, the Beals family, right? Straight. That's what we want to create. You'll, Straight. You're going to be rich just off of that. But yeah. while going to school, you can go any direction you want. Engineering, marketing, sales, agriculture. There's a place for you in this business right. to come 
if you want to learn to start off, if you want to intern, if you want to run it, yeah, there's there's something that exists. Like I talked Leahy Glass. They were founded in 1882 from James F. Leahy. Mm. Passed it down to his kids, his kids, his kids. It touched. It ended up touching three different families. Like a cousin bought it, and then mm. another family bought it. But this nigga started in that time and in 2021 his descendant from a descendant from a descendant owns it and is growing it and making it happen crazy that you're saying because like in the black community mm-hmm. lay he's a hood exactly imagine that exactly imagine homies out here repping a hood repping a hood that some people's <laughs> making millions of dollars millions off, off of, over the last hundred years crazy we're repping a street crazy that we have no ownership no on. ownership man you know what i'm saying so that is that if we say nothing else, that's the reason why mm-hmm. we have to shift from the streets mm-hmm. activities to the real world activities. Right. Leahy in the black community is a hood mm-hmm. that there is zero ownership on. All rentals. In the streets, because we talk about passing shit on. Mm-hmm. Imagine being the, the, the right hand lieutenant to... Frank Lucas. Yeah. Frank Lucas was Bumpy Johnson's right-hand man mm-hmm. who then took over basically Bumpy's business. Mm-hmm. Bumpy couldn't pass it on to his children. No. Because opportunists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. You're gone? I know the routes. Them kids don't. Straight. I'm here. That's I'm in this. Now. You know what I'm saying? And that's really how the street, you look at new kings every day in the streets. Mm-hmm. Like, there's tons of kings in the streets, but there ain't no king families. No. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't really know of, like... No. A family, especially in Canada, definitely. I don't even think North America. I go on the the, the limb and say, like kingpin families for fifty for plus years. No, that don't exist. I Al would Capone. Them families is them kids doing whatever they doing. Yeah, they even still around. You know what I mean? Like, right. and even like in all those like the the, the mafia, the mm-hmm. the Italians. They even if you go to to the over Mexico, the narcos. Yeah, those are different name stakes that come about because, right. like you said. El Chapo, he was the little homie, yeah, working for the big homie, yeah. And okay, you matter of fact, I think he knocked him off. Yeah, no, straight. <laughs> he knocked him off, straight. and now I run the shit, right? Yeah, you can't do that in real world business. No, not yeah. like that. No, no, it's a different takeover. Like you, you need a it's lot more takeover, but than it's not, just that. It's not. Yeah, I just hurt you, and you yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. To sum it up, that's it, right? That's that's a conversation we really got to take our our brains from what we value. Uh, how we see it, and, and it starts with the youth and, and a lot of work that needs to be done there. Um, but, yeah, the streets ain't sustainable. The, this world is is a, is a lot more sustainable. The transition is not as hard as we think, mm-hmm. and we, we got to really put ourselves in those places to to be here 100 years from now and to make our names be the names that mm-hmm. that is repping and our kids own the businesses and, and, and that, that step happened. Uh, yeah, and it ain't gonna be all of us. No, it ain't no. gonna be everybody, no. right? But if you if you somebody who's listening and you kind of on the fence between, you know, should I go and get a job, or should I keep hustling, mm-hmm. or should I, you know, spend this time trying to do this thing, or should I, you know, take the energy and create an opportunity for myself in the real world? I, I think you know, I would tell you, you know, had that leap of faith the same way you had that leap of faith when you decided to pick up that drug or when you decided to like you know get involved with that girl or when that girl you i'm talking to the ladies too when you decided that you know that you want to become a dancer or whatever the case may be whatever it is that you decided and that's involved in the streets you made a decision before like you didn't weren't born that way right so like you know don't be afraid to take that leap of faith on yourself because in the end you want to create something you want to be the first person 
to create something in your family that you can then pass on. Imagine in a hundred years, you're going to still exist. They're going to still call your name That's all right. because of the decision that you were about to make. So, Yes, yes. That wraps it up. Much love. Another episode. Like I said, we're going to be dropping these weekly. Um, you can tap in, follow us. Grab us on Instagram, at VelSmooth, at CBVelly on Instagram. YouTube, I'm a businessman. You can find our podcast anywhere where you get your podcasts. Anywhere podcasts is pod. Where podcasts is podcasting. Anywhere podcasts is pod with us. But another day, another dollar. Keep getting to the bag. Let's get it. Mm. I ain't a businessman. I'm a business, man. Now let me handle my business.